From the city of Beaky Blinders, Birmingham, England, I would like to introduce you to Paddy Dandar. As the world becomes more automated and the robots take over, it's imperative that we build the right human skills for the future. So pull up a chair, grab a smoser or two, and make yourself very uncomfortable. Hey folks, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Superpower School podcast. I'm your host Paddy Dander and today I have a subject matter that I think all of us could do with. It's all about personal brand and I've been focusing on my personal brand over the last few months and I have to say I don't think I've cracked it just yet. I've been making small steps in that direction and I'm hoping my guests today are going to give me a few hints and tips as they will for you. And so today we have Personal Branding Authorities, Tonya Eberhardt and Michael Carr. And I pronounced your names right, I think. Hey guys, how you doing? Great, yes, you Patty. did. Good yeah. job. You nailed it. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for having us on. Thank you so much. Normally I have some bloopers where I mess up the surnames, but today we're good. That was a first take, one take wonder there. So yeah. Love it. Good. So folks, I'd love to know what superpower you'd like to bring to the episode. Okay, so... We like to bring the superpower of unveiling your inner star through personal branding. Oh, that sounds very deep. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a first for me because I've never had two guests on at the same time. So you'll have to bear with me and I'll see how this works because I'm sure you're pros at this, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. So in terms of... Your background, can you just let us know a little bit about your journey up until now? Sure, I'll start that. I started out selling vacuum cleaners door to door in the U.S. to pay my way through college and found out very quickly that I had to come up with a really good story if I was, story if I was going to be able to enter people's homes and sell them something that was 600 to to $1,000 back in the 1980s. And I was discovered by somebody in the radio world and they said, why don't you just come and work in radio? And that was on the sales side of things. So I did and realized very quickly I needed to have a story there too. Because the first thing that happened is you, if you think you get doors slammed in your face trying to sell vacuum cleaners, you would be correct. But you get more expensive doors slammed in your face in the radio world where you're asking people for five grand a month for advertising. So I realized very quickly, I did not like having the door slammed in my face. And if I wanted to change the way that those high level business people saw me, I needed to change the way that I presented myself. And so several years later, I would give birth to the brand face, brand face mantra, which is People don't do business with a logo, they do business with a person. And that's when Brandface not only became a book series, it became a business. So that's around the same time frame that I began working with Michael. Yeah, I have the distinction of actually being a client before I became a partner in the company. And so at, when I hired Tanya, I had a real estate company. I've been in the real estate business for 28 years now in the United States. I started off as an auctioneer and, and then got into the real estate business. And then I got caught up in the mortgage debacle of 2007, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. But good auctioneers are always working themselves out of a job. 
I ended up licensed in 31 states of the United States as a broker and as an auctioneer. And I've been involved with more real estate transactions than any one broker on earth. Doesn't mean much to know to people unless they know it. When you come back to home and I built up my, I started building my regular brokerage as the market began to stabilize and come back. Hallelujah. And I met her and hired her as a full turnkey marketer. I thought I needed marketing. She said, you didn't need marketing, you needed branding. Nobody knows who you are in this space and you've got to build that name and let the community know why you're valuable to them and why your expertise is valuable to them. And I didn't know she had written a book and she was launching that at the same time. And so I did what she told me to do from that point on. So now I just tell people the secret to my success is just listening to her. <laughs> and so afterwards, it worked so well. My company took off. The branding worked fantastically. We started, my agent started getting branding and the ones that got branded, they made more money in the real estate business than their counterparts did. Tanya asked me to be a co-writer in the second book of Brand Face, which was direct at real estate professionals. It became a number one bestseller, an international bestseller. So we wrote another one about to entrepreneurs and she asked me to join the company and I did and another great decision. So, and then that led us to you. That's right. So. To me. Yeah. That's right. It gave us, that allowed us to be invited onto your podcast. So thank you very much, Patty. Oh, no, I'm very grateful that you guys actually accepted because for me, I see podcasting as a way of being able to speak to interesting people that you probably would never have the opportunity normally. How on earth would I ever have got in touch with you guys all the way on the other side of the world? Because you're in Georgia, Atlanta, is that? Yes. And um, me being in Birmingham, it's just like completely different worlds. It is. I, and we couldn't agree with you more. We love the podcast arena because for that very reason, we get to talk to people and thank heavens for uh, technology, right? And we can have this conversation right now as if we're in the same room together and we can forge friendships with people we may never meet face to face, but uh, but they're friends nonetheless. And we get to have interesting conversations and interesting subjects and hopefully value add to your listeners and how they can help them help elevate themselves. And what their Tanya said a long time ago, that a great brand doesn't just change how other people see you, it changes how you see yourself. So hopefully we can add some value to your listeners and, and unveiling their inner star. Awesome. So if someone's sitting at home listening to this or they're jogging or whatever they might be doing, and they're thinking, well, so what? Why should I care about personal branding I've got a nine to five job. Like, why should I care about this stuff? Could you tell oh, me how I would? That's answer? a good question. Great question. I don't know we've ever been asked that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, the way you present yourself and put yourself out there in the universe determines what comes back to you. Okay, and when it comes to business, it doesn't matter if you're a Fortune 100 company or where you are. At the end of the day, you're going to do business with a human being. At some point in your journey, you're going to make that decision based on that. And we work especially with people who are the face of their business, the face of their company. But we also realize that no matter what station you are in life, even if you're working a nine to five, your position and how you present yourself should be very important to you in determining what you get back in the universe. So, so it all begins there on a more like spiritual, ethereal level, right? But it, it it matters even more so in business. Yeah. I mean, I was quite flippant there with that question, but I totally agree. For me, I have a nine to five job. And if I think about it, why am I doing the podcast? Why do I try and build my personal brand? Well, 
for me personally, I can't speak for anyone else. It's about my ongoing journey because yes, I'm employed by an employer today, but then tomorrow I don't know where I'm going to be. And so I just never want to be in a situation where I'm in this, like a rabbit in headlights, we say in the UK sometimes, when things have gone wrong and you're just like stunned and you don't quite know what to do and which direction to go. I'd much rather have built a network of professionals and people that I could then maybe tap into and lean on when I need some help. And I think for me, that's one of the reasons I do it, but I'm sure everyone has their own personal reasons. What are some of the reasons that people come to you with? Why do they approach you for your help? Well, we work with a lot of coaches, speakers, authors, podcasters, and entrepreneurial spirited people all over the world, <clears throat> which again, back to technology is pretty awesome because we get to do that. Right. And, but <clears throat> and when it comes to any forward facing business like that, people need to know the why you do what you do. Right. So when we teach people about building their brand, we are like, all right, you need to answer five questions with your brand and with your personal brand. Now, this, if you've got a podcast, if you've got, like I said, any fa forward facing service industry business, right, then this fits. You People need to know why, you know how you can help them, what qualifies you to help them, who, which is really who you serve, how do you serve them, right? What qualifies you to serve them? What makes you different from other people that serve that same community of potential clients? And then how are you different from everybody else that does that? And if you can put that kind of thought into your personal brand, then you can niche in your market and you find out your ideal customer or your ideal listener your ideal audience, and now you can speak to them as the authority that you're trying to establish yourself as. And so many times we see where people are like, hey, I want a podcast, or I want to do a TED Talk, or I want to write a book, but they're all over the place. They don't know, well, okay, wh who's that going to be focused on? What is it What is it meant to teach? What is it? So, because if, you're, if you have a podcast about dentistry, but only guests, you know, all your guests you have on are personal branders like us. You probably aren't right delivering the right information to the right audience. So ideal customer is very important and in your point of differentiation. And once you learn those things, now you can start becoming, you know, that can become your superpower, if you will, to reach the right people with the right message and hopefully spread a lot of good. Oh, fantastic. If someone is thinking about starting this journey of building their personal brand or enhancing their personal brand. You mentioned a few things they should think about, but is there almost like a template they could fill out or how do you normally help people who are in that situation take that first step? Well, the first thing we want to do is figure out like who is who it is they're trying to attract with their brand. Okay. And let's speak for just a moment in terms of, for example, sake, podcasters, right? So who is it you're trying to attract as an audience to your podcasters? Well, if your brand alignment is in place, if you're truly aligned, those people are also going to be your customers, right? <laughs> or people that can truly influence those customers because you don't want to waste your time doing it. It's great. And if you want to spend time doing a podcast just to get your message out there and to help people, that's great. But most people don't want to just have a podcast for that. They're really to generate leads for themselves, right? There's nothing wrong with that. 
profit is a wonderful thing and helping people is even greater. So you want to, first of all, look at who it is you're trying to attract. Because think about it. How do you know where to market yourself or what to say when you put yourself out there if at first you do not know who it is you're trying to attract? So we got to know that first. Second thing is you've got to know what truly makes you different. What are your points of differentiation? We like to say better is subjective. What might be better for Patty might not be better for Michael, but different is inarguable. And so if you can share how you're unique, that's going to attract more people than anything else because they're going to feel like they're more aligned with you. Oh, you do that? That's exactly what I'm looking for, right? So it all begins with those things and then building that brand after that. And we can talk a little bit more about how we execute those things if you'd like, but that's where it all begins. Ideal customer profile, and then your points of differentiation. How are we going to position you in this space so that you are unforgettable and so that your message is super compelling to those people you're trying to attract? Oh, I like the word different. That's something that I think for years I had put to one side because I worked in big corporates for a long time and I felt like I had to be the same as everyone else. And it was only until I met my previous boss, who's actually Texan. She was a lady called Gabrielle Patrick. And she was almost a godsend for me because I think through Gabby, I realized that actually being different is actually quite good, especially in a big corporate, because you then do stand out. And for years, I had suppressed my culture, for example, my Indian heritage. I used to always think that no one wants to know about that. Whereas Gabby would really encourage me to talk and share you know, just little stories about where I'd come from or something about my culture. And I found over time, people really connected with that. So when you say being different, is that different in terms of differentiating services or image? What's the sort of the right balance there? Yeah, that's a great question to say. It's individual, right? Because sometimes you offer a lot of the same. So let's take, for example, the real estate genre where Michael spent most of his time is they offer the same services, right? So you're doing the same things for people. So you have to ask yourself, how are you serving them differently while still doing those same things? And it could be that you are more responsive. It could be that you're more nurturing, more handholding. It could be that you get down to business. Let's just get this done. Let's. It could be that you have more knowledge in the legalistic side of things. So if they're, you know, transactions a little bit more um, complex, they might appreciate that. It could be that you have experience that is super unique. Maybe you're an investor. Maybe maybe you have rental properties. Those kind of things. So you tap into. It's not just about finding out what makes you different. It's about finding out what makes you different that also is attractive to the people you're trying to attract. So it's this great formula, right? And they have to align. Got it. And so if you're then going to help me, for example, and I may be savable, I'm not sure. So how would we start this journey then? So I've figured out my audience. I figured out my differentiating products, et cetera, and services. What might we do next then together? What's that sort of further step to make this real? 
and make it real. The so that what we just described is the defining phase. What when we spend time with our clients to find out who they are and what those two things are going to be: their point of differentiation and their ideal customer. And the next part is the definition phase, or I mean the development phase, where we start to build out that what that looks like, and and really tell your story. This is where we build a biography, write a great biography. So many biographies these days are resumes, right? Like you're applying for a job or something. And that's really not, we find it, that's not really what people want want in the overall. Like when they look you up and they're going to do business with you, or they're going to learn what your podcast is about, or they're going to buy your book, or they're going to buy, there's always this abstract, right? That tells a little bit about who that author is, who that speaker is, who that podcaster is, who that real estate agent is, it doesn't matter, right? So you got to develop that out. You need a good elevator pitch. That's 30 seconds of telling somebody exactly what it is that you do, which is so valuable because if like in a real estate business, you don't want to be, hey, what do you do? Well, I'm a realtor. Okay. So there's two other million people in the United States that do that same craft, right? Oh, I'm a podcaster, right? It's too generic. Well, it doesn't tell them, okay, I am a podcaster that has a podcast show that does this. It's much more important that we develop that out. You also want your images to be correct. Like you want your photos. You need a photo shoot. You need a website. You need all of that to be consistent. You need background images that actually show pictures of things that you are doing that on this defined phase that point to your point of differentiation and your ideal customer and why that's important to them. And so that's the development phase. That would be the next thing that we would do to try to get your story out. Oh, I love that sort of biography you mentioned there. And I think in the corporate world, I often hear people when they introduce themselves, they usually reel off their experience and then what certifications they've got and all the badges mm-hmm. they've got. And I think the audience pretty much switch off after about the third sentence. If somebody was doing one of those elevator pitches, could you give us an example of a really good one or some of the key ingredients that someone should include in a good elevator pitch? Yeah, yeah. So so the framework of an elevator pitch is I help exactly who do exactly what so they can achieve exactly what, right? So so that is just like this. The term elevator pitch, of course, was invented many years ago to say, okay, if you get on the elevator with someone that you really want to take to that next step, you want to meet with them or you want to do business with them, you only have the time between this floor and this floor to tell them who you are and why you could be valuable to them. That's where the elevator pitch came from. So it should be super, super short. I help exactly who, meaning exactly, I don't help people buy houses, right? So they can have a place to live, right? (laughs) That's not a good idea of an elevator pitch, right? So, So for us, we help coaches, consultants, and creators to streamline, to clarify, and to monetize their existing assets so they can make $200,000 more a year in revenue. There you go. That's exactly what we do. It's pretty simple. So, but that, but at the same time, it's very dialed in. Coaches and creators who have multiple projects and platforms, like we talked about before we went live here, a lot of the people we work with are all over the place. And those are their words. Oh my gosh, I'm all over the place. They say that to me a lot of times and to our team. It because they have maybe a book 
They have a podcast going on. They have maybe coaching programs or courses they've created. They have a TED Talk they're trying to do. There's a lot of different things that they have going on to get their life-changing message out to the world, right? And we want to make sure that they that life-changing message is super concise that it has a lot of clarity behind it. Because if you don't have that, you are going to be all over the place. And But once you dial that in and you learn, this is exactly who I am, exactly who I work with, exactly how I work with them, how it makes their life better and what makes me different, back to those five questions. Once you dial that in, then it also puts up those awesome guardrails in your business and your life that say, okay, stay on this path. Do these projects this way. One could feed the other, multiply those, tee customers up from one product to the next, and streamline that and really make it profitable for you. And so that's, you know, what it's about. There's two things it's about at the end of the day, getting that life-changing message out to the world, actually helping people. Second thing is making that profitable for you so you can still, you can have the smallest amount of time possible in it, make the most amount of money and still have freedom to live the life you want to live the way you want to live it. Oh, thank you for that, Tanya. That's, that's certainly getting me thinking now. And you mentioned about some people are all over the place, and I feel like that sometimes as well, where I'm thinking, should I write a book? Should I do a TEDx talk? Or should I do one of these things or one of those things? I guess to help people out there, would you be able to break that down a little bit. So if someone is thinking about a TEDx talk, when should they consider doing one? Like for what reasons? And if someone's thinking about writing a book, who should be thinking about that? Because I guess doing all of these things are probably not always necessary. That's what I'm guessing. But I'd love to hear your views on that. There's nothing wrong with having those multiple projects and programs, but you want to make sure that, you know, and I think too, Patty, since COVID, it's really put our priorities in place, right? Where we don't want to have 60, 70 hour work weeks anymore. We really want to have a life. And so I look at that and say, okay, let's first of all, dial in the brand first, because you won't have any idea where you're going or what your purpose is or who you're meant to help until you get that brand built first. And then you take a look at, okay, now that I have this brand built, what is going to be most impactful? How is my time best spent to, to get the type of customers or create the type of, of attraction that I want to create so that I can live the kind of life I want? Because if you're not living the kind of life you want, you can't teach somebody else how to do it. So, so I, I don't know if there's a concrete answer to when is the best time to do it. I think if you're look, it's a matter of balancing your time and your intention. Right? Intention is helping people, but also making a profit from it. And there's only so much time you have in the day. So which projects are going to be most helpful? Sometimes once you get one off the ground, then it's kind of on autopilot. It takes care of itself. And then you can launch the second one later or you launch one. And it brings you a certain set of clientele and you can do a program with them, tee them up for the next more expensive program that you have to offer, right? And layer those in such a way that you're growing your business while spending no more time in it. So we look at that individually with every person to help determine what is their best path to success. 
Yeah. And I, and to add to that, we work with a lot of people who have these things already done and they're sitting over here and they're just on the shelf and they're not doing anything. And they're people, dusty. They're dusty. And pe- people will say to us a lot of times, well, do I need a brand? Do I need to build a, di- a different brand from my book? Then my podcast, my book is about this. My podcast is about that. And Tanya says, it's a ge- I thought it was a genius, stroke of genius. When she said it, she's, which came first? All of these things are you. And of course, the answer is, well, I came first. Okay, well, then the brand is you. And what you did is a podcast and a book and a TED Talk. And a, and so it really, you get this sigh of relief from those people who have built those things out thinking, okay, I've got three different things that need to go in three different directions. And what we bring it back to them is like, no, you are the direction. And so your book should feed your podcast, get audience towards your TED Talk. Your TED Talk should go to your podcast. You like show them how yep. all of those programs programs should work together and they are based under you because you started this. Why did you start this? That's where it goes right back to people don't do business with a logo. They do business with a person. They're interested in like people are listening to Patty because it's Patty, right? Like if your subject matter is us today and you know lawn irrigation tomorrow, they're still listening to you because of you. And so you, that is personal branding at its core. And we get a lot of people entrepreneurially that are scattered all over the place like that. We could say, no, let's corral all this in because it's all valuable because it's all based on you. Got it. That sounds really interesting. And I love the way you mentioned it's about you. You came first as a person and and an individual that really encompasses it really well. In today's world, Social media is huge. And I see lots of people jumping on social media, trying to get their message across. Some do it well, some don't. Could you give us some advice on that front? And how important is social media in terms of building your brand? Hi, folks. Sorry for the quick interruption. But before we continue with this awesome episode, I have a huge favor to ask. If you're enjoying these conversations and you're finding it's giving you value in your daily challenges, then I'd be extremely grateful if you could leave a short review and subscribe to whichever platform you're either watching or listening to this episode on. That's it. Let's get back into the episode. It's hugely yeah, important. Very important. <laughs> it's a big community of people. And I think I'll take it back to something that you mentioned that you said one of your supervisors or CEO said to you, don't ignore your Indian heritage, your Indian background. Definitely share that. I think we're people first and professionals later. So people before profession, right? So when you put yourself out there, don't be shy about sharing where you come from why you do what you do, how you grew up. We always look at, and when we go through the process with people, we start with, okay, tell me how you grew up, right? Tell me who or what might've influenced you in your life to really get you to this point that you're at right now today. Because I promise you, Patty, everything you're doing and everything every coach or creator or consultant's doing right now that's listening to this podcast, it started when they were young. 
-hmm. There was some sort of connection, the way you grew up and where you come from that influenced who you are and how you help people and how you show up in the world today. So, so that is so huge on social media. Of course, you're going to share the professional stuff and your competency and your, your credibility, all of those things. But sharing who you are as a person first. That's what that would be my advice. Yeah, because I think that's the drawing card. People are interested in that. They want to they want to know. And I would say this about social media, too. Like people we're past the days where you have to you go after social media for millions and millions of followers. You should be working your social media towards the people that you are attracting towards your podcast or what are your book or your TED talk. Or it, and you have to no longer are we looking for giant numbers. It's, it's more so about the right numbers showing up to the right people. If you could get 20 people into a room that would listen to some advice that you or your, or one of your guests would be giving them, you could do a powerful thing, right? There's a thing in podcasts where the movement is if you could, if there's only one listener that could get value out of this, we're talking to you right now. Now, hopefully there's many more, but I think we're, I think it's people need to change their mindset on how social media is valuable to them. It's no, the days of Gary Vaynerchuk are over, right? Like where you there, here's a platform. I'm good at this platform. I can get this platform message out and it's wide open. Now, all of the algorithms are geocentric. They're trying to get it back to community to where your social media is reaching people that you could actually meet in person, not just necessarily somebody overseas or something like that. Now, all of the platforms are trying to get it to where it's more valuable to the, a smaller crowd of people, but the, but it is the right crowd of people. And we don't need to act in different than that. We don't, I don't think we need to try to battle against that. So a lot of people get in their social media and they're like, well, I made a post and nobody liked it. And so I must be bad at this. No, that's that. Like one of our friends said, Jeff Fitzer said the other day, my bad post is a lot more valuable than your no post. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so that's good advice. But I would encourage your listeners, like when you're building out your social media with your brand, like you're talking to a specific group of people and don't be upset if somebody in New Zealand, if it doesn't go viral, I've never had a video go viral ever. So may never, that's okay with me. But we've had video, plenty of videos bring us business. But we had plenty of videos on social media where people are like, you know what? That's valuable to me. And mm -hmm. like, okay, well, come on in. Let's talk some more about it. Oh, I love that point because I've talked on the podcast in the past where I think this podcast made me a little bit more resilient because in the early days, I used to reach out to certain guests and some would reply, some would not, and some might reply with some questions. And sometimes those questions were, well, how many listeners do you have? What's your reach? And I think they were looking for like millions of followers and all of that good stuff, which is fine. I'm sure that's important for some people. And I would just respond and say, I, I don't even want to give you a number because it's meaningless. And I don't have millions of followers, but I do because I enjoy what I do and I really like your message. And to some people's credit, they would absolutely come back and go, oh, no, no problem. Let's do an episode. But many would say no. And I used to get really, I don't know, I used to really reflect on that and feel like I had failed in some way. A bit like what you were saying there, Michael, about if you have a post and no one likes it, then you may feel like a bit of a failure. And I've got to agree with you. In another way, when I flip it on its head is, well, do, do I really want those people then? And, you know, if that's right. 
the, they just want you as a vehicle to promote themselves. And I'm, I know we're all trying to promote ourselves in a certain way, but when the goal is just about followers, then I think that our values are different. They, they are. It, you came up with this quote a long time ago, Patty, that fits this occasion so perfectly. It says that you don't need people to just know that you exist. You need the right people to know why you exist. And I think that speaks to, it's about quality, right? It's not just about reaching out to all these people. It's about who are you trying to help? And I think we wanted to come on your program because we listen to your episodes. We find you to be very genuine. We love the way you show up and we love the topic. It fit what we're all about. And so that we, you may not have 5 million listeners. We don't either on our podcast, but it was a great fit for us. Yeah. And eventually we will, you know? Absolutely. Uh, no, I well, think you I, should go viral, Patty. I do. <laughs> <laughs> if I can help uh, that happen, I'm going to. That's right. <laughs> I've been trying. I was in Miami earlier this year with a friend of mine, and we were at a conference where we were presenting. And about five minutes before our talk, I said, Grant, I feel like dancing today. And he was like, oh, no, here we go again. Because I always do this to him. At the last minute, I come up with something stupid. And I was like, it's not even for the audience. It's not an energizer for them. It's an energizer for me because I feel quite nervous right now. And I want to, like, energize myself so we made 150 people in the room do bangra dancing like indian dancing so i've got some footage of that and so yeah michael i'll use your help on that one that might be my ticket to getting viral but i don't know we'll see <laughs> i love it i love it we love to dance too we in our spare time we do some west coast swing dancing and stuff like that i mean we're not professionals at it we probably wouldn't even video ourselves for fear of embarrassment <laughs> just to ourselves, but we have a lot of fun. Got it. Oh, that's awesome. I think if you're ever in this part of the world and I'm there, we should definitely get together and moves. So that would be awesome. Yeah, we would love that. We would love it. We might even create, we might even blend our two moves and come up with this sensation. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Like a remix, right? We'll do like that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Fango is swing dance. Yeah, I've never even thought of that. So yeah, I think that's we're on to something. Let's do it. We're on to I something. Think so. I, I see a worldwide movement coming. <laughs> so one other question that came to mind was as you were talking that through, I mean, you've helped lots of people in the past. So could you give us an example of a couple of stories that have really stuck with you of how you've helped people move from here to here? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So I can tell you one, this this lady in upstate New York calls me about two weeks into the branding journey. And and that's not terribly far along and just getting started, right? And she said, I know that I'm only two weeks in and all we've done so far is come up with my elevator pitch. But she said, I just had to call you today because I'm going out now and I'm introducing myself with my new elevator pitch. And she said, you wouldn't believe it, Tanya. People's eyes pop wide open and they say, oh my gosh, that's what you're doing? That's exactly where I am in my life right now. She said, as a result, I got my first million dollar deal. And it was crazy. It was such a great thing to have that happen. And that was very early on in Brandface. I think that might've been our first year actually in existence. And that that's a great one. And then having 
seeing other people shift the way they look at their business. And I'll give you a a good example of that. We work with a coach who is known as a full-time travel coach. And she was all over the place. She had lots of different programs available. She said, I don't really know how to rein this in because I want to work with this person. She had about three or four different people out there that she wanted to work with. And we said, okay, but you know, which ones are are really going to, which ones can you really help the most? Which ones do you really enjoy working with the most? Which ones are most profitable, et cetera. And so we really reined those in and we gave her a tagline that said, ditch your desk, discover your destiny, right? Because she really wanted to talk to people who were just sick of the prison walls of a corporate desk, and they were ready to either figure out a way financially that they could travel at least half the year, right? Or quit work altogether and travel full-time or work remotely full-time. And so those were the people she really wanted. And one thing they had in common, they were sick of the desk. They just couldn't do it anymore. Their destiny awaited them, right? And so that's really what was important to her. And when we dialed that in for her, everything changed, right? So she's really focused now and super proud of her focus. And, and we have hundreds of stories just like that, really helping people dial that in because it's going to help her become more free herself. Her story is great. She stopped working over four years ago. She left the corporate desk herself and she has not even had a permanent address, home address since that time. She has traveled nonstop. So, So that's a great testament to what she now helps other people do. So there's just a couple of examples there of how it changes people's lives, changes their focus and what they're meant to achieve in their own destiny. Nice. Love that. Thank you so much for sharing. You bet. Here's a question for you. If you had to do everything again in terms of brand face and the work that you do and you were to go back in time, are there one or two things you would do differently? And if so, could you share those? Yeah, yes. I would have started Brandface 20 years earlier. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I'd had somebody like us back then because I learned the lessons I learned early on are the very lessons we're teaching today, but I didn't really have It took those number of years, like 25 years, for me to pull together all the concepts that we're using now. So I kind of wish I'd known that stuff, you know, what, like I'd have pulled it all together much earlier, but I wouldn't trade that experience for anything because you only have something truly beneficial to offer others once you've gone through some sort of obstacle, major obstacle, and you figured out how to do it yourself. And now, right, you fire tested it and now you've put it and organized it into a way that anybody can use that system. And so I, that's what I wish. Michael, anything from you? No, I would add the same thing. People ask me all the time, like, Hey, would you, what's the one piece of advice you give to people or the piece of advice from to yourself, 20 years, a younger version of yourself. And I'm always like, be bolder. You should be bold with your plans, be bold with your brand. You'll attract the right people. If it's dialed in correctly. You'll make more money easier and and you break the roller coaster cycle in a lot of ways that way. And I would tell the people, be bold now. Yeah. Like now's the time. So many people get caught up on, oh, the economy, this. No, there's always going to be times like this, no matter what that time is. And the humanity has shown over millennia our stickability. So be bold. Get out there and do it. Tanya says the best time to have planted a tree was 20 years ago. And the second best time is right now. 
Fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing that. We're fast running out of time and I know you guys have got busy schedules. One last question from me was, if somebody wants to know more about this topic, can you recommend any resources, any great books? I see there's one on the shelf that people can then <laughs> review for themselves and get some more learning. Yeah. So we yeah. happen to be, here's books right here that we happen to be a part of. Very uh, brand new off the shelf. Brand new shelf. It's Podmatch Host Mastery. And we happen to be contributing authors there. We're somewhere with another group of very professional people. We're very honored to be a part of this book. That's, so I think that's a good one for your listenership yeah. right there. Yeah. It's Podmatch Host Mastery. Yep. And here's the other one. Podcast Guest Mastery. <laughs> it came out at the same time. So... If you're out there listening and you're either a podcast host or a podcast guest, which almost all of your audience either is a podcast guest at some point or wants to be, this book's going to help you learn exactly how to do it to maximize your time and reach and get people to reach out to you, attract the people you're trying to attract. So yeah, it would, we'll say promotional of our first book later, but th these Podmatch books, and this is also in conjunction with Alex Filippo, who is the founder of Podmatch. He's a phenomenal human being. If you guys don't know him, if you haven't checked out Podmatch yet, do it. Yeah. Do it. Awesome. No, thank you so much. That's, that's definitely one on my list now. I should definitely look at those, actually both of those, because I think it'll help me in two ways. So thank you so much. And your book then, let's just very quickly talk about your book sure. sure absolutely it's build your it is build your personal brand boost your business and it is a brand facebook it's meant for entrepreneurs or anybody with an entrepreneurial spirit and that teaches you a lot about personal branding why you should do it how you do it lots of unique ideas oh well i just want to thank you so much both of you because i really didn't know what to expect from this conversation having two guests as well i was like do I ask each of you a question? How do I do this? But you've made it so easy for me as a host. So thank you so much. I'll leave you with the last word. Any final words you'd like to leave the listeners with? Now, I just want to say thank you, Patty, because you are the quintessential host and we appreciate you giving us your time. Your time is very valuable. And if anybody out there, hey, if you guys enjoyed this, go give Patty a five-star review. Yep. Yep follow him and give him a good review that's what we would ask for we've enjoyed him and hope you enjoy his subject matter also oh you guys are such lovely people thank you so much for that and yeah i'm gonna definitely stay in touch with you guys so looking forward to seeing your journey get even bigger and getting to those five million followers you were talking about like that i like that's that. that's right yes definitely thank you so much thank you patty there you have it, folks. It's the end of another insightful episode. And as always, thank you so much for sticking around to listen to this episode and for helping support me and encouraging me to create more content for you guys. If you'd like to get in touch with me directly, you'll find my email address in the show notes or equally head over to the website and click on the contact link. And I promise I will respond to every single message I receive. I'm always looking for your feedback, so if you'd like me to change things up or improve things, I would love your opinions. If there are topics that you would like us to do future episodes on, or there are other great speakers that you are aware of, then please do mention them, and uh, we'll see if we can make it happen. Thank you once again. 